Life Audio. Just ahead on Encouragement for You, Internet Authority Brent Hawkins talks about online shopping security. And Christian Life Coach Rodney Love discusses the benefits of life coaching. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Christmas time is here, and more than ever, internet scams are all around us. Host Don Hawkins joins internet security specialist Brent Hawkins to discuss how to stay safe and avoid getting scammed this holiday season. A very important topic right now is the fact that many people are in the shopping season. And I'm delighted to welcome Brent Hawkins. Uh, Brent holds the CISSP accreditation, among other cybersecurity badges. He's worked in the cybersecurity field for corporations large and small, as well as the U.S. government. And yes, he is the son of Kathy and me. Hey, Dad. Great to be here with you. Looking forward to this. I'm curious, how did you decide to get into the cybersecurity field? Well, uh, you know, it was less of uh, a decision to, to get into it as I saw a need that needed to be filled. You know, I went to college, and if you remember, I wanted to be an attorney. Yep. But uh, right around that time was kind of the dot, that first dot-com boom, and people had just were always asking for my help and, believe it or not, wanted to pay me money to help them with computer issues, which I'd always seen as a hobby. That just kind of naturally gravitated me towards the technology field. And then when I got into that field, I noticed, especially when I started working for, the, you know, my first big cybersecurity position was for a bank. I noticed there was a real lack of, <laughs> there was a real lack of security, uh, you know, and it, it just seemed to me to be a need that needed to be filled, and I felt called to fill it. Well, and that's a great calling, and there is, certainly this is a an area that's in huge demand today. Why do you think it's become so dangerous to shop online, for example, and get your identity stolen and other things like that? First, I'd like to say I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's dangerous. I, I don't want people to feel like it's it's not a good idea to shop online. In fact, in a lot of ways, I think shopping online is done smartly if you use some common yep. sense. 
that's going to be even more safe in my mind than say, you know, shopping out at, uh, say, a restaurant. If you go to a restaurant, you hand your card, that disappears with someone in the back of the restaurant. You don't see it for 10 minutes. So there's that point. The other point is, uh, you know, when you're shopping out and about, a lot of us are using credit cards, those sorts of things. It's using the same systems on the back end. But there are dangers involved, and I think part of it is just that, as with anything in technology, it's continually becoming more and more complex. And the more complexity there is, the more opportunities there are for the bad guys. As our cybersecurity counselor, uh, you have given me a list of top five tips for cybersecurity. These are pretty general tips, but I think they're very important. Uh, So walk us through what's the number one on your list. You know, I wouldn't put these in any particular order. These are just five I thought I would throw out there because I felt like they're germane. You know, about 70, I think this year I've seen estimates, about 70% of people do their Black Friday shopping online, might be even more. So um, one thing I'd like people to do is shop from a known network. Don't uh, maybe not necessarily hooked into your coffee shop Wi-Fi or, you know, that weird network that popped up at the mall. Sure, you may save a little bit of your data cap, but use your own use your own systems. A cell phone network is fine if you're shopping using your mobile, shopping from home on your laptop. Those things are fine. Definitely don't use the hotel Wi-Fi or, yeah. or that sort of thing. Um, it's just very easy for a knowledgeable person and not even necessarily a knowledgeable person to just intercept things and, and just make life more difficult for you there. Yeah. So, you know, the another tip I think would be great is, is make sure you're shopping for places that are well known. You know, if you're going to some obscure website that popped up in a in a link that you happen to find digging through the web and it ends with an odd domain, it's not .com, it's mm. .ru or, or something like that, I would hesitate and be a little bit shy doing that. What are some other tips that you want us to remember? Well, uh, you know, uh, one thing you want to keep an eye on, are you using HTTPS? Now, HTTPS just is that little padlock. If you're using a browser, you'll you'll have noticed up in the left corner right where you type in the HTTPS, www, that stuff. There should be a, a padlock. And occasionally, mm-hmm. if you browse around the web, sometimes you'll see there's an error message there. We're getting better as an industry and in, in pushing towards that to be used all the time. But that just basically means that the communication between you and that website, at least, is secure, the pipeline between, if you will. So that would be one to keep an eye on. Another big one, and uh, I would say, is to communicate inside the official app only. So let's say you're on your phone and uh, you're using eBay. If someone's contacting you outside of that app, seller or a buyer or something of that nature, and they're not using those official channels, chances are it's a scam. It's almost certainly a violation of terms of service. So try to avoid that sort of thing. In fact, that's Um, something you've warned me about on a couple or three occasions when I've gotten emails. And and I do occasionally get these emails uh, from people telling me, uh, you've just purchased $500 or $1,000 worth of equipment, computer equipment or whatever. Please uh, call us to confirm it or click on the button to confirm it. Or if you want to cancel it, click on another button. Uh, Those are often scams, aren't they? Those are, I think what I tell you is that's always a scam. I I would say 99.999% of the time, that's going to be a scam. Your banks may or may not send you alerts on purchases, those sorts of things. But if if they want you to click on something, uh, if they want you to call them, 
don't. It's going to be a fraudster. Now, if you're concerned about it and if, if you really think it's legit, that's fine. And that'll lead into my very last tip. But what I'd like you to do is instead of calling the number that they provide, let's say it's, they say they're from your bank, then just look up the number on Google or wherever for your bank. Call the bank from that number. Make yeah. sure it's the number that you found yourself and ask them, hey, did you contact me? They'll be able to tell you and haven't worked to the bank and made these kind of <laughs> answered these kind of calls. I can tell you, probably wasn't them. So, and that that probably leads me into my last tip. I think it's the most important, and I, we need to be checking our statements. Uh, we need to make sure that charges that we see match up with the stuff that we expect to see on there. And if you're doing that, then however dire the email, the text, or whatever it is, or call that you get then you don't need to worry about those because you're going to be the person to know. Brent, I think a lot of people are wondering about sites and apps that are safe to shop on, uh, not only retail sites, but maybe some of the used item sites as well. You bet. Well, I, I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's, there are a lot of different ones. Almost everybody wants to have their, has their own app and wants you to use it. And there's a lot of times that that's beneficial to you and get a lot of different uh, coupons and things like benefits from using that. I know my wife's a huge fan of Kohl's and Gold yeah. Cash, that sort of thing. The stuff that you get from, um, you know, from the App Store when it comes to iOS, from Google Play when it comes to uh, Android, those sorts of things, most of those are going to be just fine. And to be honest, if they're not fine, if there is a problem with, say, the, the Walmart app or the, you know, whichever huge app that it might be, honestly, that's, that's not really something you're going to be able to protect from. The, the app stores do a pretty good job of screening those, at least the app portion on your phone, for securities. I think one of the uh, one of the major things that I would keep an eye on when you're in one of these apps, like I let's say you get an Amazon, be careful of the the review integrity. You wanna you wanna buy things that are well reviewed. You wanna make sure, especially in the terms of like an Amazon or Walmart, they'll they'll have sellers on those sites that aren't necessarily Walmart or Amazon, obviously. Mm. And there's a lot of shenanigans that go on as far as paid sponsorship, uh, review bombing, those sorts of things. So make sure that you're you know keeping an eye on those reviews for the products that you're buying and that they look like uh, they seem like they're legit and that you're absolutely aware of what the return policies are. When it comes to uh, sites or apps like uh, eBay or using Facebook Marketplace, eBay will tend to, to side with customers over sellers on things like refunds or if you don't get the product that you believe you will. But make sure you're keeping your documentation. Make sure you're checking and making sure those refund policies are in your favor so that uh, that you're not caught out uh, with something that, that's, that's, a, that's a fake. For, uh, that's a huge uh, problem in and of itself. Yeah, and then I think we mentioned earlier, don't go outside the official channels. If you're if you're speaking with with a seller, they get back to you on eBay and they say, "Hey, do you mind give me a call at this phone number?" That's that's totally against policy. Mm, Odds yeah. are something something shady or at least against eBay policy is going on. So that that would probably be some of my my biggest tips. Again. You know, uh, when it comes to these types of buying things used, especially Facebook Marketplace, I think the thing that bothers me the most, not so much something like my credit card information being lost or, or things of that nature. It's 
my let's say my wife going to pick up some new deal that she she bought on Facebook Marketplace, meeting somebody somewhere. Yeah. Make sure that you're exercising not just you know cybersecurity safety, but that you're exercising physical safety rules. Making sure you're meeting in a place that's well lit, that's uh, lots of people around. That sort of thing. Don't give yeah. out your home address. Don't do those sorts of stuff. Yeah, and people don't sometimes think about the dangers inherent in that. You you know you say okay, I'm connected with this person on eBay, and now we're going to exchange phone numbers. We're going to meet at Starbucks, or we're going to meet at uh, you know in the Walmart parking lot or something like that. And that can actually be very personally insecure uh, and put you in danger. And that's what you're saying, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and mostly I'm thinking of like a, not so much eBay, although they've got a local cell function, but like a Facebook marketplace uh, where, you know, you can get some great deals. There's people that want to sell stuff nearby. It's the modern day version of the classified ad. So a bit better than Craigslist. Um, but just exercise some caution on that. You know, in those instances, you're typically using cash, in which case, you know, where you have uh, protections from uh, legally when you use your credit card, your maximum liability is about 50 bucks in that case. And um, debit, it's a little bit different. You're using cash. That's gone. That's gone. That's gone. Yeah. Uh, so just keep those sorts of things in mind. We'll be right back after this message. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. God never designed us to go through life alone. We all need people who come alongside us and help us to become our best. That's what life coaching is all about. Certified life coach trainer Rodney Love of the Master Life Coach Training Institute joins host Don Hawkins to talk about the game-changing significance of life coaching. Rodney Love is with me. Rodney is the founder and president of the Master Life Coach Training Institute. He is also a certified life coach and life coach trainer. Rodney, great to have you in the studio. Don, it is fantastic to be with you. Uh, life coaching, Rodney. Talk about how that can impact people's lives and the value both of being a coach and of gaining coaching. One of the main things a life coach needs to be is encouraging. 
Mm-hmm. And so when you when a life coach meets with somebody, their main goal is to encourage them. The last thing somebody needs when you meet with them is to be negative toward them. They're already having all kinds of negative thoughts and feelings and emotions. And you know, life coaches, the number one thing they want to do is come alongside them, walk alongside them, and encourage them. And they help them move forward. I think about Paul's words in Philippians 3, chapter 4. Paul said, forgetting those things that are past and reaching out for those things that are ahead, I press toward the mark for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's a really good uh, verse that talks about how coaching functions, it does is. it That's not? the perfect verse for how coaching functions. Let's talk about some believers' resolutions, having time in the Word every day. What do you say to coach up somebody, Rodney, who says, well, I tried that and it didn't work? It, uh, it, and here's why a lot of times it doesn't work. People jump in and they want to just take, they want to try to eat the whole pie. They want to try to read so much. And I'll say, look, just take a couple of verses at a time and build up. And you, you all, everything starts with small steps and you start building up small steps. And then the steps get bigger and bigger and bigger. And you begin to grow, grow, grow. And you have a hunger. The more you do it, the more you have a hunger for the Word of God. And I want to mention something else that I would encourage people to consider doing. And and this one uh, may amaze some people, and you may say, well, I couldn't do this. But memorizing God's yes. Word, yes. a tremendous tool. And again, I think of Jeremiah, who said in Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, I was eating your Word. And I think as we memorize God's Word, I think also the Psalms, David said, your Word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And, you know, Don, you could do it at any age because the more Scripture you memorize, it helps your brain improve. It's the greatest thing in the world to help in your brain improve is yeah. memorizing Scripture. I actually Scripture. give Dr. Menrith credit for that. Okay. I did agree with him. Okay. I, he, we collaborated on a yeah. number of writing projects, and, and that was one of them. Now, there's something that goes very closely aligned with God's Word, with studying God's Word, memorizing God's Word. God's Word is His communication to us. But what about our communication with Him? Call prayer. Very important. It goes right along hand in hand, like a hand in glove. If you're going to grow in your walk with Him, those are hand in glove fits. Those are two things. Now, some people say, well, I don't really need to have a certain time for prayer because the Bible says pray without ceasing. And uh, most people, when they talk about pray without ceasing, don't really understand what that means. Because that verse has to do, it's the idea of somebody that has a hacking cough, that you don't even think about it. But uh, when something comes to mind, you just immediately, your response is to pray about it. I think about Nehemiah. Remember Nehemiah, uh, when he went before Artaxerxes, and Mm -hmm. uh, he looked sad, and the king said, why are you depressed? And uh, that could have been a capital offense. He could have lost his life, not just his job. Mm -hmm. First of all, before he answered, he said, I prayed to the God of heaven. And then I told the king, why shouldn't I be discouraged and depressed? Because the city of my fathers is in ruin and the people are desolate. And um, then he said, well, what would you like me to do? And we know the rest of that story was a great, great story. And, and you know, Don, I think about today, people are stressed out. They're dealing with so much. You name it, people are dealing with it right now. But the best thing we can do is what? Lift it up. Lift our anxieties and our stresses up to him, the King of kings and Lord of lords who cares for us. You're back in Philippians 4 again, Rodney. Be anxious for nothing, Philippians 4, 6, but... 
But in all things. Everything. Yeah, everything, all things. Give thanks. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God wants us to be praying about these things. Uh, Several years ago, I had a a lady uh, where I was ministering. She was an older lady, much older than me at the time. I'm probably as old as she was then, now. And she said to me, she said, Don, I'm going to pray for you every day. I'm going to make that commitment. And I want to tell you, Rodney, that was a life-changing moment for me, just to know that this lady, she was a widow lady, and she was involved in a ministry in a Christian college, and she said, I'm going to pray for you every day. And it just meant so much to me. But uh, one of the things that that challenged me to do was to start compiling a list of people to pray about and to pray for. And so I began doing that. And I'm thankful to say that I don't go to sleep at night now until I have made sure that I prayed through that list of people. And isn't it interesting that when you pray for others, it takes all the stress and anxiety you might be feeling about things on your life, and you're shifting it over because you're thinking about others and you're praying for others. Somebody said you define joy with Jesus first, others second, and yourself last, J-O-Y. And Rodney, one of the things we're encouraging people to do is to take a look at uh, the possibility of becoming a life coach for your grandchildren. You know, we're living in a day of cancel culture and uh, grandparents can have an incredible influence and impact on their grandchildren. Don, that is the most truest statement spoken in a long time. Yes, grandparents, believe it or not, people, your grandchildren do listen to you. And they are out there, and they're living in a culture that you and I can't even imagine living in. I'm a grandparent. Don's a grandparent. We are going through the same challenges and struggles you guys are going through, knowing what our grandchildren are going through. And by learning how to become a life coach and learning how to ask the right cultivating questions, you can really play a major part. Now, the most important thing you do for your grandchildren is to pray for them. But other than that, you need to learn how how to ask the correct questions that will open them up to share things with you that you would not believe you're hearing, but you've just got to listen and be there for them. And to do, as James 1.19 reminds us, to be quick to listen to them, slow to speak and slow to anger. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at EncouragementLive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and LifeAudio.com. Editing by Phil Giebers. Production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us 
through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.